0: All right, so this is officially day one. Day one. So uh, welcome, y'all, to the first day of class, right? Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Um. All right, so like we said, the goal is these are eight minutes, and we really just want to in this time touch on these big themes, so think big thoughts that you're going to take with you through the day. We'll have a time at the end of each book where we talk about questions that you have as we go through the books, because um, it's gonna be better for us to answer questions at the end of the book, because if you have a question about Genesis 1, there's gonna be something in Genesis 12 that really highlights that. And so you give us a chance to weave the thread uh, through the whole book. So, all right, Genesis 1 through 4, there's a lot that goes on here. Uh, Five things I think that you should really take with you as you go. All right. One is this. God initiates, right? That's what you see. The Bible starts off and we are reminded with the first four words, in the beginning, God. From the outset, we are reminded this is a book for you, but it is a book about God, his actions in the world. God creates... Mm -hmm. There's nobody there to coerce God, to tell him it's a good idea to create. Mm -hmm. God makes the world. It's formless. It's void. The spirit of God is present in the midst of that brokenness or whatever it is. And then in verse three, it says, let there be light. And there was light. And do you know what God does? God does what he always does. God brings beauty out of chaos. That's the Mm -hmm. God that we serve. This is not just, hey, let's get things warmed up and really get to the good part. Every bit of the Bible is trying to show, yeah, that God is good. And we serve a God that brings a beauty out of chaos, Hmm. on course. Nobody has to convince him it's a good idea. So today in your world, if it feels chaotic, Hmm. uh, you don't have to convince God that it's a good idea to use that for his good. He's already going to do it. All right. First point, God initiates. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's the same thing I was thinking, man. Like it's literally God is the main subject right. yeah. <laughs> in the entire first chapter. Like over and over is God did this, God did this, God did this. He's the main subject and the main actor. And then the other thing I thought about, man, is that the main adjective that is used is that it was good. Good. Right? Yeah. Like God is creating something good mm-hmm. and it is out of like you said disorders disorder to order right and he does th- the same thing in our lives right yeah. and so um not to jump too far ahead but like man i just thought about this passage in first corinthians 14 yeah and specifically here it says the spirits were hover- hovering over the water yeah right and then the holy spirit god is using the spirit to create um order out of chaos and in first corinthians 14 when paul is talking about the gifts of the spirit yeah he talks about hey guys like Everything needs to be done decently and in order. Order, He's saying the spirit is the thing that Mm. binds and unites us and brings us into order. And God does that from day one. Right. At the beginning of time. And so,
0: yeah, like it's just super cool to see that God is so strategic in doing that. Yeah. So God brings beauty out of chaos. That's what he does. He's a God of order. Right. And so I want y'all to know the first three verses of your Bible are the best storyline of the entire bible it's going to be the exact same thing over and over and over god creates darkness ensues god repairs and brings order by the power of his word. so god initiates is the first point the next point is this yo uh it's not just that god creates but how he creates right so as moses is writing these books trying to help the children of Israel know the God that they serve, he brings up the fact not just that God made the world, but that God made the world Mm. by his word. And after he spoke, everything that he spoke came to be just as it should be. And God said that it's good. There is no distance in between God's words and his actions, which means this, you can trust God. You can absolutely trust everything that he says it's going to come to pass yeah. and it was proven in the way he created the world
1: man so that theme of trusting god is big throughout this entire book right and we see that the good and beautiful creation right. yeah the, the pinnacle of his creation humans yeah don't do what you said right they don't trust right. god and mm. they were with god in fellowship with him right and they they, they knew him intimately yeah and they still distrusted him and so like yeah like I think the text is trying to show us like man we he is absolutely
0: trustworthy trustworthy yeah and that leads us to the third point the third one is this you know sin at the end of the day is faithlessness yeah it's not just breaking rules sin at the end of the day is breaking relationships Mm. God gave Adam and Eve a promise don't eat from this tree or else you will die right and Adam and Eve ate from the tree, being deceived by Satan, showing that at the end of the day, look, they didn't trust this absolutely trustworthy God who's proven that he can be trusted, right? Moses is writing to help the children of Israel who God had just saved them Mm -hmm. out of uh, the clutches of the most powerful nation to exist in the world at that time, God proves his love that he can be trusted and they spend 40 years wandering because they did not trust God. Sin is faithlessness. Yeah. Adam and Eve don't trust God. They don't just break rules. Their broken rules are a picture of the fact that they have a broken relationship with God.
1: I think, yeah, the fact that it's not like God is just some um, you know, bad guy. He's like, a good guy he's a generous guy right. it says the text literally says in in verse uh genesis 2 16 that he says you are free right so god gives them freedom to eat from any tree eat as much as you want eat, Yeah. do what you do <laughs> right. but just this one tree because i know it will harm you right, right? i know yep. it's going to hurt you and so i'm trying to show you that no freedom is not just is not the absence of restrictions right freedom is about finding the right restrictions right Absolutely. because there's some things that if we're free to do yeah. will harm us yeah right and so god is trying to just show it's like, no, like, no, you were free to do anything, yeah, but just not
0: this thing, yeah, yeah, mm. ah, that's good, yeah. All right, number four, four is this Satan can't win, Satan can't win from the outside of the Bible. We see this Satan cannot win in Genesis 3, Satan attempts to make God look like a villain by convincing Adam and Eve to distrust them. Adam and Eve distrust them, and do you know what they get from God as a result of their faithlessness? They get another promise from God that he's going to make things right. And so in Satan's attempt to make God look like a villain, he actually makes God look more glorious than he could have been seen otherwise, because Adam and Eve now get a chance to experience the love of God. They experience forgiveness of sins where if they had been perfect, the forgiveness of sins and the depth of God's love in that way would have just been theoretical. But mm-hmm. now they get to experience it as a result of Satan. Satan can't, can't win.
1: He can't win. And the beauty of this thing, man, is that God said, yo, when you eat from the tree, you're gonna die. The right. fact that they didn't immediately drop dead <laughs> in that moment was God's mercy, right. right? And then from there, he doesn't just not kill them, and they do die eventually. Right? And I think Genesis does that in the genealogy to show that folks die because of yeah. the curse. But it's like, no, I'ma promise a savior, right? I'ma I'm a promise the seed who's going to crush the serpent's head, and that is Jesus, right? That is the proto-evangelion, the first mentioning of the gospel, Yeah. Genesis 3.15. God promises Jesus, based on Adam and Eve's sin, like.
0: There's mercy even in his judgment. Amen. The whole Old Testament is built off of that fact. They're waiting on somebody to come to crush the head of the snake, (laughs) which leads us to point five. And the fifth point is this. Um, Just because God's words are delayed, it doesn't mean they are denied. God's promises are often delayed. That's why you have to trust him. God promises a seed to come into the world. Genesis 4 is there because they have a son, Cain, and they say, oh, snap, this is it. Yo, God yes, he, fulfilled he, he, he his, his promise. promise. And then Cain takes his brother out for a picnic and mm-hmm. comes home uh, brotherless yeah. and they realize Cain ain't it. he ain't the one, fam. <laughs> Cain one. ain't it. And yeah. what they have to do is they have to wait on the promises of God. However, if we believe the first thing that God is good, and his words are trustworthy, it makes it easy to wait on. So I don't know what you have to wait on today, but I want you to know God's trustworthy. His words are good. They are delayed, but they are not denied. Amen. That eight minutes went by quick. Y'all have a great morning.